Hi, and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. My name's Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently a board-certified behavior analyst working at a private center. The whole goal of this podcast is to help you with balance. So you'll have some episodes helping you at work and other episodes helping you outside of work. I hope you guys are excited to dive into today's episode. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the three books that I use the most when working on passing my board certified behavior analysis exam. Before we dive into the podcast, one thing I want to say is that I found in my studying process and talking to other people about their studying processes, studying is a very unique and individualized thing. What works for one person might not work for the other. For example, I was told to make staff meds over and over and over again. I talked to a lot of BCBAs in real life and on social media, and that was the number one thing I was told back. In fact, people said you had to do it. The idea is that you practice flashcards every single day. Staff meds actually stands for say all fast minute every day, and you're doing it every single day as fast as you can to commit it to memory. Now, The entire test is based off of memory, so I totally understand why this is recommended, but it didn't work for me. I made the deck, I tried to use it for about four weeks, and it just, it wasn't clicking. I finally ditched them, didn't touch them again, and I still passed the test. The reason that I wanted to say that was I really don't agree with the idea that you have to do X, Y, and Z to pass the test. I was a read a book and take a notes kind of girl. And I know for some people, that is not going to help them. You need to find what works for you. That being said, here are the three books that I use to pass the test. And even if you're not a book and notes kind of person, I do think that they can be helpful in your career as a BCBA. Number one, the Cooper text. I know that this is one of the most intimidating aspects of studying for the boards, but I went for it. I read the entire textbook and took handwritten notes. This is what really clicked for me. This does not mean that you need to approach the text in the same way, but having a copy of the book can be very helpful. If you don't want to read the whole thing, you could try skimming chapters and just reading the vocabulary concepts that are in bold or any charts or diagrams that are outlined in the book. Another way that you can use the text is by reading the chapter summaries. That will help you gather the key points from that chapter without having to read the whole chapter. The Pearson Companion website, which I have linked in the show notes, is a fantastic resource to use. It has multiple choice questions, essays, guided notes, and more for each chapter. You can use that when you're trying to figure out how to tackle the text. I would also score mock exams and just go back and read the sections that corresponded to the part of the exam I struggled with. Even if you don't choose to read the text, having a copy is a great idea because it's going to come in handy not only for studying, but actually practicing in your career as a board certified behavior analyst. The second one is the Ethics Book and Workbook by Bailey and Birch. I have these linked in the show notes as well. And if I had to pick, I would say this one is the must have. Although I think the Cooper text is helpful, the Ethics Book is the one that is like necessary to have your hands on. Ethics is one of the most hardest parts of the exam, and almost every person I said to has said that's where they struggle the most. Ethics seem like they're very cut and dry, but when you get into the exam room with a high-pressure situation and a counter on your computer, it's not. 
the problem is you'll read a question and there'll be two different answers. Both answers work. Both answers are ethical. Both answers you may have seen done in your practice, but it's your job to figure out which of the two completely acceptable answers is more ethically right. And when you're in that high stress situation, it gets so much more complicated. And the other thing I say about ethics, and we'll talk about this later in the podcast as well, it really doesn't matter what your center is doing or your job is doing or what you would do in a school system. There is no black or white. And I I saw this a lot when I was doing ethics questions on my Instagram. I would put a question up and I would have people DM me and say, well, it's okay. Like, for example, uh, sharing uh, client photos. Well, it's okay if you have parent release. Well, the ethics board says it's not okay. What's happening in your center is totally different. For this test, you have to know exactly what the ethics code would say. So that's why it gets so complicated, and that's why it's so important to put extra time into this area. And that's where the ethics book is helpful, but I just read the ethics book and failed the first time. It wasn't until I got the workbook that it was a total game changer. It really helped me understand the ethics code, and it made a huge difference between attempt one and attempt two, especially with getting me to stop thinking about what I, Nicole, would do or what my center would do and what would the board say. So be sure to check that one out for sure. I I went from what to, oh my gosh, I understand this, and passed the second time. I've got both of those books linked in the show notes. And then the third book is called Behavior Speak. This is a book that my BCBA recommended to me. She went to a conference and heard about it. And what I love about this book is that it breaks down all of the terms into more of a layman's terms concept. It made it easier to understand the base of all the words that you're studying. If you're already well-versed in the vocabulary, this might not be a necessary step. But if you're just starting out, this book can help you get familiar with the terminology as you move forward in your studying. I found that the first time that I sat down with the Cooper book, I did not understand all the vocabulary terms, and so some of the chapters just totally went over my head. If I was able to use this book in the beginning to look up those definitions, that would have helped me a lot. And it's also super handy to have on your bookshelf and pull up as a BCBA, because I can tell you it's only been nine months since I passed the test, and I already cannot remember some of the things that I knew, like the back of my hand back in July. So having the Behavior Speak book on my bookshelf, I can just grab it and really quickly look something up. And in everyday practice, that's totally okay. You don't need to have everything memorized. So it's a great book to have in your career as a BCBA. So this podcast was super, super. We'll leave that little blooper in for you guys. I hope you enjoy it. This podcast was super short and sweet. And hopefully it was helpful. More episodes will come about the other study tools that I used, ethics, and my job as a BCBA. But this first one was just to tell you the books I think you should consider getting if you're studying or currently practicing. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys found something useful and you can always come visit me on Instagram at Adaptation Station for more content all about work and life. I hope you guys join me for the next episode and have a good one.